United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Liberia holds presidential and legislative elections. They have had them. The run-up to the vote has been primarily peaceful. There also have been election results taking place in Kenya. So we want to put them in perspective, and people think of it sometimes as so far away, but it's been fascinating to see how this has been taking place. And we want to let you know what you should know about it. So Jonas Claes, who's the Senior Program Officer of Global Practice and Innovation, is joining us here on POTUS. The Twitter handle is at Belgian underscore in underscore DC. Jonas, welcome. Thank you for being on POTUS today. Thank you for having me. I know you were going to be on with us earlier this week, and I appreciate you joining us today. So what do Americans need to know about these two elections? Let's take Kenya first. Um, I think Kenya has uh, had a long-standing uh, history of, of election violence. I think they've been uh, quite important uh, for, for the United States. Um, um, since election violence really undermines some of the, the core values that the United States believes in, uh, such as democratic governance and, and the peaceful resolution of conflicts, it's been important to see that, that prevention efforts have been taking place and um, um, that, that, that so far um, um, these elections have been uh, quite a roller coaster. And the risk of, of, of widespread election violence is always around the corner, uh, particularly with the rhetoric that we've seen in the, in the past few weeks. In the case of Kenya, the uh, the election, by most accounts, including, I believe, uh, former Secretary of State John Kerry was one of the observers, that there wasn't a problem. However, eventually, if I'm not mistaken, the Supreme Court in Kenya found that there had been enough reason to suspend the results. Uh, where is this going, do you think? Uh, that's correct. So, as you may recall, um, one of the lead candidates in these elections, Raila Odinga, he did not accept uh, the results of the August uh, eight elections. Uh, he claimed that there was was widespread fraud and that the servers of the election commission uh, had been hacked. Uh, fortunately, uh, he decided to to raise his concern by filing a complaint to the Supreme Court instead of uh, mobilizing his uh, supporters uh, to the streets. And to the surprise of many, um, the Supreme Court annulled uh, the election uh, results due to the uh, irregularities that had occurred with the transmission of the vote. So now the, the court has ordered uh, a rerun of the election, which is scheduled for, uh, for October uh, 26. Um, but, but one of the key uh, candidates, uh, Raila Odinga, has now withdrawn from, from that election. Uh, certainly there's been that disparity that you noted, uh, Tim, between the annulment of the Supreme Court and um, the initial statements by some of the international observers uh, like John Kerry, who validated initially um, um, the election process in Kenya. That was a big surprise. Let's talk a bit about Liberia, because one of the things that you've noted in what you're writing is about the size of Virginia. It's had a lot of history of, of violence. The election this week, the first evidently uh, post-war transition between democratically elected governments, and this happened the other day. What 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 can you tell us about what happened? Well, I think uh, Liberia is at is at the point of really a historic uh, election. Um, unlike uh, Kenya, Liberia uh, was um, likely to see um, a second round, uh, since there are several candidates that uh, are able to get a significant portion of uh, of, of the vote counts. Um, some of the main uh, front runners there are uh, former Vice President uh, Boakai and the lead opposition candidate um, George uh, Weah, who's a former uh, fo- uh, soccer uh, star. 
Um, the incumbent uh, president, uh, Ellen uh, Johnson Sirleaf, uh, she decided to, to step down, not to run again, which is uh, quite significant. Uh, this may lead to the first uh, peaceful democratic transition of power since 1944. Uh, and as you know, across the continent, it's always a good sign to see a, a democratically elected leader and also step down eventually once uh, the term has come to an end. What was her legacy? I think overall, there's a big contrast between the uh, international praise that she received and, and her popularity at home. I think surely uh, Liberia has experienced a, a remarkable level of political stability in, in the past 14 years after several decades of, of civil war. She did provide um, access to electricity and clean water to most uh, people in the country, attracted uh, new foreign investment and aid. Uh, and also, she is just quite remarkable in the fact she was the first female head of state uh, in Africa. Um, she, she won the, the Nobel Peace Prize, and, and as I mentioned, was, was very, very well regarded internationally. At home, however, um, her image is, is not as, as positive. Liberia, after all, remains one of the least developed countries on earth. Uh, people complain about youth uh, employment, uh, poor infrastructure, uh, and Liberians also do not forget about her initial promise to remain a, a one-term uh, president, um, something that she didn't follow up on. Once again, we are speaking with uh, Jonas Clays, who is a senior program officer of Global Practice and Innovation. We're talking about the elections in Kenya and Liberia. You know, Jonas, when we hear Africa, a lot of times people think of uh, of Somalia and uh, also of Boko Haram in Nigeria and wonder whether or not this is an issue that is the terrorist cells that seemingly spring up in different parts of Africa that are parts of unrest. Is that a threat in either of these two countries? I think uh, Kenya has had um, 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 some uh, security risks in terms of violent and extremism. Uh, it is bordering Somalia, and Al-Shabaab is not only has a, a presence in, in neighboring Somalia, but does also routinely perpetrate uh, attacks in Kenya, particularly in, in some of its major cities and in the northeast uh, region. So far, uh, fortunately, uh, violent extremism has not been uh, a primary security concern uh, in Liberia. So uh, I guess what, what should the United States approach to this be? Just observe and make sure that we can be there as a resource if either country asks, or does the U.S. get more aggressively involved in the process of helping to shepherd in new democracies in both of those countries? Mm-hmm. I think let's start with the good news. Um, in, in, in Liberia, um, the process has been relatively uh, smooth and, and, and constructive. So I think supporting that ongoing uh, um, um, uh, transition and making sure that, that Liberia really stands out as a possible uh, positive example for the region, I think, would be, would be critical. Um, the salute in, in Kenya, of course, the situation is, is quite a bit more complicated. Uh, normally, one would try to let the independent institutions in Kenya do their work. Uh, after all, elections are a, a sovereign matter. But the election commission in, in Kenya is under attack by, by Odinga. Kenyatta um, is trying to reform, uh, to remove some of the powers of the Supreme Court. And the police is, is responsible for most of the killing. So it is not uh, expressing a lot of hope to uh, look at those institutions. An, an alternative route is to work through diplomacy and, and mediation, as, as you, you point out. I think a, a political agreement between the two protagonists there may help restore the calm and, and help unify uh, the country. Jonas, I appreciate your spending time with us on POTUS today. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Jonas Kleiss is a senior program officer, global practice and innovation, discussing the elections in Kenya and in Liberia. Both have had their interesting developments and both are important. I mean, it seems so far away, but these are important results taking place and the process to watch as it unfolds. And we will continue to watch. And it's a story that doesn't get reported fully a lot, but we thought we'd put at least a little bit of uh, of a microscope on it. Uh, he is tweeting, or you can follow on Twitter at Belgian, B-E-L-G-I-A-N underscore in underscore DC. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.